Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. So you missed something tonight on After Midnight with Granger Smith. No worries, we got you covered. Welcome to the After Midnight Podcast with Granger Smith. For 10 years, a farmer in Alabama secretly paid pharmacy bills for those in his community. Hody Childers gave $100 a month to the drugstore in his hometown, telling the pharmacist to use it to cover those who couldn't afford their medicine. He never told anyone about his act of kindness until the end of his life when he asked his daughter to take the money for him. Then she discovered his good deed. We need more people like this. It's time for Earl Dibbles and Dumb Criminals. I'm Earl Dibbles Jr. I'm a country boy. I'm an honest boy, too, and crime don't pay. I got a story to prove it. 99-year-old Marion Linko had a jury summons delivered to her long-term care facility. She obviously failed to appear, and her son-in-law received a notice that she had to appear in court at the end of the month or procedures would be taken against her. An attorney says the woman is facing the fear of being fined or imprisoned because no one filed the paperwork. I mean, how dumb is that? You're up after midnight. We've been talking the last few nights about whether or not the government can control the weather, or I guess you could say whether or not humans in general can control the weather and why they would and how they could. So I opened it up to you guys on After Midnight to call in and let me know what do you think about this crazy stuff? Do you think the government or humans in general can control the weather? Call me. 866-607-8383. Let's take a call right now. Hey, Granger. As far as the weather goes, uh, there's a few things you're going to look up. Um, the HARP project, H-A-A-R-P. It's a radio frequency project in Anchorage, Alaska, where they actually heated up the ionosphere, and that changed the way the trade winds and all the wind currents came in off the uh, Pacific. And then there's also an interview from NASA uh, I think it was around 85 or 90, where they said that within 25 years, they would be able to control the weather. Those two things mixed in with when you think about when we go to war, if we go over to war in Iraq, Afghanistan, anywhere east, there's always sandstorms and dust clouds and things like that. Well, if they can control those types of things, you kind of eliminate the enemy's position, and we have all the technology to still see through all that stuff 
which would give us an advantage. Don't know if it's all true or not, but it's definitely um, the harp and NASA saying they can control the weather are all true, and those are documented online. Interesting. Somebody fact-checked this for me. Did NASA say for a fact they will control the weather in 25 years? I'm going to look that up as soon as the show is over. Thanks for the call, brother. Interesting stuff. Thinking about warfare in general. Someone wants to win a war, which we know trillions of dollars flow in and out of warfare. So if someone really wanted to win or lose a war with trillions of dollars on the line, certainly weather would be something we would need to control. Let's take another call. When I was in college in the 70s, there were a bunch of military people from the Pentagon who showed up where there was an experiment done within the lab that looked like it was creating weather and a tornado type of event. And they said, well, can you build it on the larger scale? Because there was thoughts of using weather as a weapon to uh, have an influence on the outcomes of battles and wars. The HARP program is uh, established to make efforts to control or direct weather as it affects our enemies. All right, here's the second call in a row about the HARP program. I'm, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't heard about this until now, so I'm going to look into this. But there, there it is again, talking about the benefits of controlling the weather for warfare. And when it comes to anything government-related, warfare is always at the front and center, it seems like. Can we control the weather? Should we control the weather? How do we control the weather? Are we already controlling the weather for warfare purposes? Let's take another call. Of course the government's controlling our weather. They've been controlling our weather since World War II. It's not rained all the time. Okay, I, I was a history major at Texas A&M University. Studied a lot of World War II. I didn't, I didn't personally study governments controlling the weather in World War II in the 1940s. Is that a thing? Did they do that? Should there be a documentary about that? Maybe there already is. I'm missing it. But that's the third call in a row that relates warfare to controlling the weather. So interesting. Um, if So if anyone's listening that does currently control the weather, can you send some rain back to Texas? We're going to talk about this coming up later. Call me if you know anything about it. 866-607-8383. We're after midnight. You're up after midnight. Okay, diving back into this whole weather conversation, weather engineering, cloud seeding. Can the government control our weather? Have they already been doing that since World War II, as a caller says? Why are they keeping California and Arizona and Texas and New Mexico in a drought holding pattern? Or is that just a coincidence? Let's take some of your calls right now. Call me 866-607-8383. Caller, you're on. It's not the government controlling the weather. People forget about God's word and they get blinded by the devil's tricks and they don't realize what's going on. Revelation talks about crazy weather and different things going on. Just wanted to throw that out there. But hey, you have a good night, man. All right, bye. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But I don't think any of this contradicts God's word. Uh, I, th I think that we have certain things that we have dominion over in on this planet. And, and weather may be one of them. Now, should we be dabbling in it? Well, that's up for discussion. Let's take another call. Hey, that's great. That's funny. Lord, that is funny. The government is not smart enough at all to control the weather. It can't even control the money nor anything else. 
I think the man upstairs has got things in or control, even the government. Because if it wasn't for the man upstairs, man, we'd be done run amok. It has to be the government controlling the weather. Who else could get the weather so dadgum messed up that nobody can enjoy it? Too hot, too cold, but never get it just right. That's the government. <laughs> oh, man, I, I love the passion in these calls. You guys are so passionate, and I don't, dis- so far I haven't disagreed with any of this. <laughs> man, I totally agree, brother. What is up with this weather? It is way too hot in Texas, and then it's way too cold in Texas. We don't have any rain, and then all of a sudden we get torrential flooding. Only the government could mess something up this bad, right? Let's take one more call. We're going to continue this conversation all week if you want to. Call me 866-607-8383. Does the government control our weather? Let's take one more call right now. Bunch of crazies thinking the government is controlling the weather. They would stop all the hurricanes and tornadoes. They would have it rain in Texas and California. It's it's little crazy people out there. Thanks. Bye. I know it. A lot of crazy people out there. But let me say this. In order to go with your argument right there, caller, we would have to say that the government wants the best for us. They want to stop hurricanes. They want to stop tornadoes. They want it to rain in Texas. But that's not always the case. The government doesn't always want what we think is best for us, right? I mean, we can't argue against that. Could somebody please that maybe works at NASA or works in some kind of government engineering program, can you call me? 866-607-8383. We'll talk about this all week. Is the government controlling our weather? These are thoughts we have after midnight. You're up after midnight with Granger Smith. You're up after midnight with Granger Smith. A couple weeks ago, I took home a new-to-me daily driver. So excited about this truck. It's a 2004 and a half LLY Chevy Duramax Crew Cab 4x4. I brought it up on After Midnight. Just start talking about it. I know this truck has a cult following. All of these original body-style Duramaxes, I just love them. I got a special place in my heart for them. And apparently, y'all do too. So you've been wanting to call in and tell me ideas on how to modify it. I still get your calls right now. And if you want to call me and check in about this, call me 866-607-8383. Let's take a call right now about this pickup truck. Hey, Granger, I'll tell you this. I'm a Chevy man. I don't like Fords. My girlfriend, she loves Fords. So we're a house divided. I'm going to tell you right now, the Chevy Duramax is a lot better motor than the Super, than the Power Strikes. Duramax is a Chevy built motor, and it's a true fit motor for Chevy. And they got more horsepower and more torque than the Super Duties any day. Thank you. Have a great day. Uh, just so everybody knows, we are not sponsored in any way by Chevrolet. I, I did not plant that phone call. But I hate to say it, but buddy, I totally agree with you. So all you Ford owners out there, I'm I'm sorry. But uh, hey, the phone line is open, and this is a democracy. If you want to call in and give me your ideas about why Ford is better, call me at 866-607-8383. Dodge Ram, Toyota, you're free to call in too. Tell us about why you think your truck is better. Let's take another call about the Duramax right now. 
Hey, Grand Drain, in regards to the Duramax, I'd say do a tune and delete if it isn't already, and then do a fast 165 to clean your fuel, and then whatever you want to do for cosmetic-wise. Okay, so that brings up an interesting point we could talk about on the radio. Let's talk about something illegal, and that's tuning and deleting a Duramax, or any diesel for that matter. So if the government is controlling our weather, and they're also controlling our emissions, would then it be okay to do something illegal and delete as your daily driver? I know it's not illegal if it's like an off-road vehicle or a racing truck, but what if it's your daily driver? What do you guys think? Do you think it's morally okay to tune and delete against the government restrictions of the EGR? Hmm. Very interesting because we know it sure makes your truck drive a lot better. What do you think about this? Call me 866-607-8383. We're after midnight. This day in history on After Midnight. On this day, January 24th, 1848, gold was found at Sutler's Creek in California. 1908, the Boy Scouts began. 1935, the first canned beer went on sale. 1940, the movie Grapes of Wrath was released. 1984, Apple computers unveiled their Macintosh personal computer. 2006, Disney announced a $7.4 billion purchase of Pixar. Some famous birthdays include Neil Diamond and actor Ed Helms. Those are just a few things that went down on this day in history. You're up after midnight. Lately on After Midnight, in our deep thoughts, our late night thoughts, we've been talking about what is joy? How do you define joy? Where can you find it? And can you even make it at all? Or does it kind of coexist underneath all the other emotions? And sometimes I think we get it, we get it mixed up with happiness. I think we mislabel happiness with joy or vice versa all the time. And then we get so confused and we get depressed when we lose our joy. And in fact, we didn't ever lose our joy. We just lost our happiness. I've been taking your calls. It's been so interesting to hear your takes about this on After Midnight. And if you want to call and chime in on where you think joy comes from or what you think joy is, call me at 866-607-8383. Let's take a call right now. I think joy is similar to happiness as wealth is to um, just average being rich. Um, Being rich is something similar to being happy. You can be that for a certain amount of time. undisclosed amount of time but being wealthy similar to joy it's more long term it's more of uh in yourself it's more of um how you make your actions and what you do with your life in a general census that's all i got for you thanks all right that's an interesting analogy so so joy is to happiness what wealth is to being rich Anyone could be rich, and then you could lose it just as fast as it came. In fact, so many times you could see someone without money that gets money quickly, like winning a lottery, and then they end up losing it again. That's why the analogy works so well. Just like you could lose happiness at the drop of a hat just as fast as you gain it. But wealth, now that's something that's long-term. That's something that's lasting, similar to joy. I love that analogy. But still, more to the question of where can you find it? Can you search for it? Let's take another call. I just wanted to say, I don't know that we need to go searching for happiness. Sometimes I feel like, well, happiness and joy. I feel like it's right there in front of us, and sometimes it's it's almost like we're fighting to not be happy. Um, Most of the time in life, you get so many opportunities to find happiness through your friends, your family, your children, um, you know, like a friend of mine, he's newlywed, having a baby, and I'm just 
so excited and, and happy for him, genuinely. And my, I really find long-term joy through my children, um, whether it be just him accomplishing more and more or just those sweet little moments you get. Um, because whenever life seems too tough, you, you've always got your memories to fall back on. And um, I feel like that's how you get long-term joy. So, anyways, thanks for playing the music late night, man. Keeps me going. And God bless. All right, brother. Thank you for the call. I appreciate the insight. And so once again, we might be confusing sometimes that word happiness with joy. And and you said it right at the end, long-term happiness, which is more similar to joy. But I said this last night. I brought this up. And it's interesting how many people say that joy comes from their children or watching their children grow up. I would like to point out that I am one of the people that has actually lost a child. So would you say that because I lost a child, I've lost my joy? Is that possible? Would that cause me to then spin off into a unrepairable depression? Or is joy something deeper, something more immovable? Let's take another call. Um, I believe joy can be synonymous to pride, Uh, pride, self-accomplishment. That's something that brings joy something that you've done from beginning to end, something that is you, or in a sense, you, whatever you put into it, blood, sweat, tears, soul, um, you can't take it away. Like uh, if your son, which we had mentioned earlier, were to, God forbid, be taken from you. Uh, pride is, is, is irrelevant. Um, uh, if we use a family member's death uh, like the other example, pride, I mean, pride will always bring you joy because it is something within, something that you've done, accomplished. Okay, so now we're getting deeper. Now we are getting into something, like the caller says, that, that is that's more immovable, something that can't be tainted or lost as quickly as, say, being rich. It's more like wealth, like the first caller said. But then I would dig at you a little bit. If joy comes from pride, if joy comes from self-accomplishment, then say you're talking to someone that's severely depressed and you say, well, we're going to find joy on what you've accomplished. And they say, I've done nothing. And you say, no, 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 you've done, you've done a lot. And they said, no, literally, I have not accomplished anything to give me joy. How do we, how do we counteract that kind of argument? If if that person literally feels like they have done nothing, they've accomplished nothing, they have nothing belonging to themselves, then how do they manifest that joy? I mean, do we tell them at that point, go out and do something? I know you're depressed. I know you can barely get off the couch. You can't brush your teeth, but you need to get out and go do something, create some kind of self-worth so that then you can have joy. Is that right? Or is it deeper? Are we missing something even bigger in this whole picture? Call me, 866-607-8383. What is joy? Where does it come from? We're After Midnight. After Midnight with Granger Smith. Shapur Metcalf met his brother at McDonald's in Cambridge and ordered quite a bit of food, according to the report. He ate it in his car. You know, nothing strange there. But then he says he received a notice for $124 worth of fines for being parked in a lot for over 90 minutes. 
He plans to appeal the fines clearly. You're up after midnight. After midnight with Granger Smith. Heard on more than 200 radio stations nationwide and all over the world on the free iHeartRadio app. Hit up aftermidnight.com to find a radio station near you and make sure and follow us on Instagram at After Midnight Granger Smith. Thanks for listening to the After Midnight Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.